I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the Big Match Preview. My name is Louis Mendez. On this week's show, we will, of course, be looking ahead to our FA Cup first round game uh, with Colville Town at the Valley uh, this weekend. Really looking forward to that draw. Uh, so, uh, as in the cup draw, I'm not predicting we will draw, but, you know, if we do, I'm quite happy to have a replay. So, hopefully, fingers crossed, apart from the embarrassment. Uh, so, joining me on uh, this week's show uh, to look ahead to that game. First up, Mr. Ben Clark. How are you doing, Ben? Good evening, mate. Yeah, all good. Just coming down from Saturday still. I thought you were going to say you're coming down with a nasty bout of cup fever. <laughs> well, we've got three cup games in a row. When have we ever had that before? Absolutely riddled with cup fever. And also joining us, uh, well, she couldn't get enough after Sunday's show. It's the first lady of Charlton Live, Sue Gallagher. Good to have you back, Sue. How are you doing? I'm really good. I'm, I'm, I didn't realise I'd be back on this soon, but I'm, I'm really happy about it. So, yeah. But- Got you booked in for the rest of the season now every week. I hope, I hope you know what you put yourself in for <laughs> excellent stuff. So, uh, as I said, on this week's show, we will be uh, looking ahead to that cup game. Uh, we're going to hear from Anthony Hayes, the first team coach as well. I spoke to him uh, last night to look ahead to the game. And also, we do a bit more of an in-depth feature uh, on Anthony. He's made the step up from the academy uh, to first team coach uh, this season. So, we'll uh, get to know a bit more uh, about Anthony. Have a quick look back at last night's uh, Papa John's game against Brighton under-21s. We have progressed through to the next round, so uh, looking forward to speaking about that. And also, we've got interviews with a couple of the debutants, uh, Zach Mitchell, Mitchell and uh, Henry Ryler. I spoke to both of them after last night's game, after they made their Addicts debut. Uh, so we'll hear from them. And then we'll focus again on the uh, game with Colville Town. Uh, we've spoken to one of their fans. So Adam Brinley, a big Colville fan, also one of the youth team coaches there. Um, I spoke to him to find out a little bit more about the Ravens. Uh, as they prepare to bring what's well, looking like a very healthy number of fans down from Leicestershire uh, to the Valley uh, on Saturday. So it is the FA Cup coming up on, on Saturday, Ben. I mean, we, we played a couple of non-league teams last season. You know, having and Waterlooville took us, well, I think over an hour before we finally broke them down at the Valley and, and ended on going to win 4-0. Uh, we went up to Gateshead, which again was a real tricky tie. Uh, and we put pretty much our strongest available team out and, and only won 2-0. I mean, if anyone's taking this game lightly... On Saturday, I think they may well be in for a bit of a shock. Oh, definitely. Who remembers live on BBC us losing to Northwich Victoria at the time? That was a, a massive low as a Charlton fan, wasn't it? Um, and I just look, they're doing quite well in the league. So, look, I know they're quite a few leagues below us, but confidence is, is rife in football, isn't it? Once you have a bit of confidence behind you... And especially, none of those players will probably experience playing at such a big ground as the Valley, such an amazing ground against the former Premier League side. So they're going to be bang up for it. They're going to try and get at us, aren't they? Because they're probably thinking this is their one shot at um, getting through and to the second round and obviously playing at such a 
amazing stadium. So we can't take it lightly. We we do know we've we've got to respect the opposition, um, but we do know we are a professional team as well. So we should we should play uh, well and we should beat them. But also it it can be a tricky tie because we've seen FA Cup upsets before, haven't we? Mm, certainly. I mean, let's let's get to know. I mean, we're going to hear from uh, Adam later on in the show. But just to give you an overview then of Colville, they play in the Southern League uh, Premier Central, which is the league below uh, the National League North and South. So two leagues below the National League, so three leagues below uh, the Football League. So they're step seven uh, in the pyramid. To give you an idea of of roughly where they are, to, to some of the equivalent teams from around this area so in the Ishmael League uh, teams you may have heard of Enfield Town uh, Cray Wanderers of course you play at Bromley uh, Carl Shulton not a million miles away uh, from here Canvey Island as well uh, Bognor Regis Kingstonian some team I've never heard of called Hastings United uh, I don't know if you've heard of them Sue um, so yeah that's roughly where they are they're doing as Ben said reasonably well in their division sitting in fifth got a couple of games in hand uh, on those teams around then although not really that close to the team in top because Tamworth are 10 points are clear of everyone else I've been to Tamworth as well. I've been to the Lamb. Uh, so they're doing quite well. Beat Notts County uh, in the fourth qualifying round. Manager Adam Stevens is a former player of theirs. They play at uh, Owen Street as well. So, I mean, uh, so, uh, uh, tongue in cheek there, I mentioned Hastings United, a side you know well. Um, similar level to to uh, Colville Town. So you'll know exactly what the, the, the golfing class is on paper between the two teams, but also what it would mean to a team of that level to be coming to the Valley. Yeah, I mean, since I've been going to Hastings United, I've been praying for us to get through so that we could maybe get Charlton at the Valley because I would love my Hastings boys to be able to play at the, at the Valley because I know how much it would mean to them. But I think, yeah, it's I, I've been quite surprised, actually, because um, obviously Hastings United got promoted last season. Um, and the, the, like the standard of football is not as... I thought it was going to be, I I felt like last season was a better standard in terms of skill. Um, but it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough sort of level to be at. Um, but the, the players, what I love about it is the players play because they love playing. And I think what we've got to think about Saturday is that everyone, like we say, I know we make this joke, it's their cup final. It is their cup final. Um, coming to a team like Charlton, ex-prem, all of that, big, massive stadium. Not sure what the crowd's going to be like, but for them, it's, it's just going to be amazing. And they will go into it thinking they've got nothing to lose. Let's just go for it. I mean, unfortunately, I know last year with the Haven and Waterlooville, game one of their players got very badly injured and and some of our supporters contributed to to um helping him financially because he couldn't then go and work but i think at that level it's it's just they play for the love of the game and and that I, that's what i love so much about non league um it takes all of the the sort of prima donnas like money out of it they play because they love playing um, and it, it's just going to be amazing for them. What, whatever the result, um, like you, weirdly, I'd quite like a draw so mm. that they get a bit of more, more money, but we also get to go and visit potentially a non-league side if they didn't choose to switch it to a bigger ground. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's really exciting all round. 
Yeah, it should be. I'm not sure they're allowed to switch them anymore. It used to be used to be commonplace, didn't it? I remember Yedding playing a game, I think against Newcastle or someone like that at QPR's ground. So that sort of took the fun away uh, from it. Anyway, uh, as you said, that uh, there must be a sniff of the uh, of an upset in the air. They're, they are playing uh, for for what you could describe as their cup final. Um, but from a Charlton point of view, you know we we have to be careful. Like I said, we we've had we've had our run-ins with non-league teams over the years. Neither of the games against non-league sides last year uh, were easy. Uh, as Ben mentioned, we did get knocked out by Northwich Victoria uh, under Phil Parkinson as well uh, back in the day. So I did ask Anthony Hayes when I was speaking to him after the Brighton game uh, last night uh, to look ahead to this game with Colville and the first team coach says there must not be any complacency. Yeah, I think uh, I think like you alluded to, maybe sometimes you take your eye off the ball of the of the game that's in front of you. But I think one thing the manager's massive on um, is we'll treat every team with full respect. Um, we won't prepare for... Coville Town any less that we would have prepared for Portsmouth or Ipswich and the same due diligence will go in behind the scenes to make sure there's no surprises for the players we're very clear in the areas that we can go and hurt them um, but it's you know the FA Cup everyone loves it and uh, I know they're going to bring a good following uh, we'll be fully prepared um, there'll be f- further changes I'm sure going into Saturday but it's obviously a competition we want to progress in um, and at least get to the third round like the club done last year and I think it was Norwich we faced here at the Valley so um, no we won't be taking uh, COVID lightly at all But I guess there will, there will hopefully be a chance for a couple of the younger players perhaps to, to get some more first team minutes Yeah I think uh, potentially uh, I don't think there'll be as many uh, that were involved tonight uh, but certainly they'll, we'll, we'll have a very competitive squad out with, again, probably more of a senior experience or, or feel to it but there'll certainly be a sprinkling of young players around that as well There we go, good point from Anthony I mean there, there will be changes, you know, from from a, a normal league side, Ben. But that doesn't necessarily mean a weak side for us, you know, because we have seen the likes of Jake Forstakaski and 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 you know Jack Payne, who featured last night. Th- th- those sort of first team players, or, or certainly in and around the first team, will be looking at this game as a as a chance to pick up some minutes. Yeah, you'd hope so. I mean, I I like the look of our squad last night. I thought. The three in the middle look particularly strong. Um, uh, and as you say, we, we can't take it lightly. Uh, so we do need to put a strong enough side out there. I mean, we've obviously got another, quite I, I'd say, a, a bigger game Tuesday. Because obviously, if we win that, then we get our own cup final, don't we? Hopefully, if we get a big tie in the next round, if we get through against Stevenage. So we'll, we'll have one eye on that, uh, of course. But... Um, yeah, it'd be nice to, to mix the side up again and offer some minutes to some players that need it. So we have got that strength in depth and players fighting for position. But also, yeah, it, these youngsters that are coming in, I think I said the other week, every youngster that's come in this season has given such a great account of themselves, they don't look out of place. Uh, so even if we are using these youngsters, like we used Mitchell last night for his debut, um, they're not looking out of place and it just gives them that added experience so that if they are called upon, um, then they fit in well. So yeah, look, it's obviously the only thing that changes with that is the squad as um, the harmony that goes through the squad and them linking up together because if you the amount of changes you make, you're, you're putting players that haven't played with each other. Uh, so that's the only thing that can change. But look, as Sue said, we are playing a team that are many leagues below, so we should be better than them, whatever. But And I'm sure they'll walk through with it in training. But um, 
yeah, it'd be nice to mix it up a bit, but it'd also be nice to give some uh, play someone like Jaden Stockley. And if he can get a couple of goals, that'll give him a massive confidence boost, which he surely needs. Mm, excellent stuff well we will focus more of course on the FA Cup tie uh, later on in the show but uh, we heard a, a new voice on the podcast just a few moments ago Anthony Hayes uh, the first team coach he was on press duties after the Papa John's game uh, against Brighton under 21s uh, last night so I took the opportunity to delve delve in and focus a bit more on Anthony of course he's been uh, working his way up through the academy um, since uh, since joining the club uh, a few years ago, back in 2019, I believe it was with, with Brentford uh, before that. And then, uh, of course, uh, last year was in and out of, of helping out the first-team coaching system and then in the summer uh, was uh, promoted to first-team coach by Ben Garner. So I wanted to learn a little bit more uh, about Anthony uh, and I asked him last night uh, how much he's uh, enjoyed and found uh, how difficult he's found the leap from the academy uh, to the first team. I've really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, lots of learning. Uh, completely different to the youth development side of things but um, I think uh, the the environment that the manager wants to create at the training ground in terms of a working culture the style of play obviously that he sees the game is aligns very closely to myself so I thought the step up was probably the right extension for myself in, in my own pathway so um, I, I thought it was a, a no-brainer and I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying the, uh, the experiences that I'm getting now I was going to ask what the, what the differences are. I guess obviously when you're someone involved in the academy, you, you work day in day out with players that are trying to improve and try and become first team players eventually. But is, is it slightly different in, in the first team environment? Yeah, I think first and foremost results are obviously important. You know, three points. So I think the match day experience is completely different to you know an under twenty one or an under eighteen uh, fixture. Uh, but that's to be expected. You know, there's a lot of noise and and there's a lot of that that you need to try and block out and, and believe and trust in what we're doing and and just try and refine, develop and improve that every single day. Uh, and the other thing, I was just speaking to someone on the way to the game. It's the sheer volume of games that you're constantly uh, preparing for, then reviewing and then moving forward very very quickly. So particularly in this last period where we've played every three days, there's a lot of prep that goes into not only the team that you're playing. For example, tonight we finish. Tomorrow morning we'll be looking at Colville. Once Colville's done on Saturday, we'll be looking towards Stevenage. Once Stevenage is done, you're looking towards Burton. So it's a constant, um, I suppose, cycle, uh, watching a lot more games. Uh, and then obviously the manager gives us very clear roles and responsibilities to prepare to help the team obviously win. For the younger players that are making the stuff up into the first team, do you find that you provide a, a bit of a welcome, friendly face for, for those making the step forward? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think so. There's there's a lot who are around the squad currently who I've known for you know my time at the club. So I, I'd hope they'd see me as someone that they could speak to, help with their transition. But I also think uh, the rest of the staff and, and more importantly, I think the senior players. I think sometimes the senior players can be your best scouts because um, they'll be able to look at players' character and not only their ability but character as well. Uh, and they've been great at helping the young lads settle in. Do you find you have to speak differently to a senior player to the way that you would have to deal with a, a younger player? Is there a different sort of tone you have to take? Uh, no, not particularly, I wouldn't say. I think uh, for me it always boils down to the human being uh, and you have to try and get to know people to get the best out of them. Know what riles them, know what they, they need, I suppose, the, to give them a little bit of a lift and a boost, whether that's an arm around the shoulder or even a bit of a tough word. So I think it's all about the human being and establishing that relationship and rapport and, and to do that it takes a little bit of time. But no, I think it's all about respecting the person first and foremost. And then as, as time elapses, you get to, to work with them and, and get a feeling of how 
they like to be spoken to. And for me, it's all about respect, honesty and getting to know the individual. Of course, you have to establish a relationship with a new manager and a new assistant as well in the summer. How's that yeah. been working with Ben and Scott? No, really good. I think, uh, again, there's there's uh, complete transparency in terms of uh, how we, he wants us to work, how he wants us to behave. Um, I think we've got a very clear uh, identity now. Um, and for us as a group of staff, we've got a very clear way of working, which you know I bought into straight away because of the manager's I suppose experiences aligned very similar to myself coming through the, the youth development pathway. Um, so I've, I've really enjoyed uh, getting to work with the manager, but also with Scotty, who's played the game professionally, is coached in the Premier League, has coached some world-class players. You know, these are two people that I can really learn from and, and hopefully um, day-to-day I'm, I'm getting the benefits of, of being in that environment as well. How does the dynamic work in terms of being on the touchline? I mean, obviously, obviously, Ben is the manager. He will live and die by his decisions. But do you and Scott have a, a fair bit of input into, into advice, into... Yeah, the decisions you may wish to make during games. Yeah, I think uh, like Scotty would look at. Uh, we, we both look at the game generally. Um, Scott would have a real um, eyes on the the defensive and out of possession side of things. Uh, I would have mainly a look at the in possession side of things. But of course, whatever the game throws at us, we'll be feeding that back into the manager in terms of what we're seeing. And and the relationship is very much open and collaborative. Um, so the manager wants us to feed back in to what we're seeing. At half-time, of course, the manager would lead on it and then myself and Scott would feed in, whether that's to the group or whether that's to individuals or units within the team. You mentioned the way, obviously, Ben has progressed through through the game as well. Is that, is that something in, in the long term you look at? Obviously, we've seen you progress now from the academy set up into the first team. Do you have managerial ambitions in, in a few years' time? I think so, yeah. I think in a few, few years' time, I think, um, you know, I'm very much just uh, learning my trade in terms of working with senior players that we've spoken about uh, and, and being in the senior realm. Uh, I'm very, very fortunate at the age that I'm at to be in that position. Uh, like I said, I'm in an environment where I feel I'm going to be uh, extended and I'm going to learn. Um, and I'm hoping in time uh, I could make a similar transition to what the manager has done. Um, but I, I, I feel that I can learn off uh, not only Ben and Scott, but also other people around us in the, in the football club. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Am I right in thinking that you you play a big part in sort of set pieces as well? Did I did I hear that right? Yeah, so yeah. Ben, ben was telling yeah. us all about the extension cord the other day, yeah, which, yeah. which I enjoyed. But <laughs> I mean, how, how have you found sort of trying to work with the with the players with the set pieces? Because they, it feels like something we've improved yeah. as the season's gone on. Even even Saturday, no one's really talking about it, but the third goal came from a set piece. Yeah, yeah, and, and even tonight, you know, you look at the first goal tonight. So no, it's. Um, I, I think I'd be open and honest to say we weren't maximising the strengths of the team in the early stages of the season and some of that is down to a little bit of trial and error as well where I think I was looking at well, what are the players' strengths in terms of our delivery takers who are our main threats if we deliver directly and if we do want to play shorts who's the creative ones that can maybe play one versus one and, and be players with and without the ball so I think there was a little bit of trial and error in the early, uh, early stages of the season I think um we used to have a meeting pre-training and then go out and um, I think Scotty Fraser alluded to this a couple of weeks ago because of the amount of detail that we go into with them without the ball set pieces for and against by the time maybe we come to work in it the set pieces were maybe down the pecking order I think having the extension lead and the, and the TV pitch side has been a, a big aid because players learn in different ways as well. You know, Some of them are visual learners. Some of them will be able to take information on board like we're having a conversation now. And some people will need to be sat down one versus one and explained as opposed to done in a group setting. So I think a little bit of trial and error. I think we're getting a lot um, closer to working very efficiently. 
and ultimately we want to maximise the strength of us in that area because I do think we've got players who are good set player deliverers and obviously people like Ryan, Sam Lavelle tonight, they're players who want to go and head the football. So mixed with the craft that we have of some of the individual players, uh, hopefully we can start uh, improving on those, I suppose, uh, moments in games more regularly. Right, great to get to know Anthony a, a bit more uh, last night. And a really sort of eloquent coach, I thought. I found, I found a lot of the... Uh, the things he said really interesting, Sue. Obviously, I've got, got a little mention of the extension cording because he has played a big part in the um, uh, in the, uh, the the set pieces uh, so far this season. But it is it was always encouraging to see a young coach and and a coach that that you know is certainly been highly rated by those who know him making uh, making a step up into into first team football. And, you, and, and it does feel like there's still a, a big future ahead of him. He mentioned a, an ambition to manage in a few years' time. Obviously, he's not he's not calling for Ben's head just yet. Yeah, I think I, I I like the way now that like some football clubs are sort of taking a bit of a chance on some of these younger coaches coming through. I mean, as as we know, if Ben's Ben's journey that hasn't been a kind of ex league player stepping into management, um, I I think there are a lot of very talented um, coaches, even at at non league level, that could could certainly make the step up to to league football um and i think when when it is someone that's that bit younger and has has sort of made made the made the like the the gradual steps up so the younger players in particular probably can sort of relate to him because they they're they're on that similar kind of journey um i, I just think it's such a, a a great thing to do and in those respects, you you haven't really got anything to lose, have you? Because they wouldn't put someone in that position unless they felt they were capable. But equally, if he, if they didn't feel like he was up to it, then he would probably then maybe be stepped back down to the academy or moved on. So um, I think it's a real positive bringing in these younger coaches um, with fresh, fresh ideas. Again, like we... We hear sometimes on Talk Sport that they talk about like these these old coaches that just continually do the rounds every time someone gets sacked. It's like, oh, let's get Sam Allardyce in or let's get um, Tony Mowbray in or whoever it is. I think bringing these younger coaches in makes the football that bit more exciting and new mm. and brings a fresh, fresh sort of way of playing to yeah. to the team. I mean, Sue, Sue raised an interesting point there, Ben, about the fact that obviously Ben Garner and uh, also Anthony, you know, have no real experience, you know, football league experience as a player. But that that, that does again, it, it feels like there's there's a lot more coaches coming through in in that way. They've, they've been students of the game and studied the game, but they've never really um, you've been out there and played it. I mean, it, it, I, I'm I'm not going to say do you think that could be a problem because I think we've seen so many coaches coming through now that it isn't. But I mean, I, I guess does it give them a, a different a different eyeball on the game. Do they can they view things slightly differently because they've never been involved in in, in perhaps the more passionate element, the pa- passionate element of, of being out there and, and being in, in full throttle challenges and stuff. They can think about it as more of a, a tactical battle. Yeah, exactly that. I've, I listen to a lot of football podcasts and they talk about how they've had certain managers where they'll they'll kind of look at their own game and how they were as a player. I know someone like Glenn Hoddle 
was a manager that used to show up the players in training and go, oh, look, this day you should do it. I'll do it for you. And ping in the top corner and go, come on, boys, you should be up to this level. So it, it's the game's evolving, isn't it? You look at the game football manager that everyone seems to play. Very tactical. Everyone thinks they could do the job, don't they? Oh, I've got, I took Charlton to the Champions League. I could, I could do it. But you look at these managers now, I mean, they, they're more tactical. They look at different formations. They look at the strength and conditioning of players and stuff like that. And, and look, Ben's done a... Look, he's worked under loads of um, experienced managers. You look at Pardew, uh, he's Tony Pulis. Uh, and managers like that so as Sue said he's worked under these managers that are the the managers that have gone round the block and and done it and uh, he's gained a lot of experience from that and and he's he's putting it to good now and and someone like Anthony yeah he's he's gradually come through the academy we've seen Jason Yule do the same he's at Bristol City now someone like Nathan Jones done similar and look at him he's doing amazing at Luton they come through the ranks at Charlton coaching so yeah let's hope Anthony's uh, another man like that and one day could walk in uh, in Ben Garner's footsteps but for now it's it's good to have this um, as Sue said a, a coach there who's now gone into the first team who's who can relate to these youngsters because he knows them a little bit better as well from coaching them. And it can make an easy transition for them to step up now. And we're seeing that this season, as I said. They've all done really well so far stepping into the team. So I'm sure he's had a big effect in that way. Excellent stuff. Well, great to know, uh, get to know Anthony Hayes a bit better uh, during that interview uh, last night. Uh, hopefully we'll hear plenty from him uh, in the future uh, in uh, down at the Valley. Right, let's have a quick break. When we come back, we will uh, look at last night's uh, Papa John's uh, trophy victory. And then, of course, we will continue to focus on Saturday's FA Cup game with Colville Town. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across, Bowers there, pierces there, Bowers with a header, and it's Charlie! Yes! Oh, it's it's oh, it's yes! oh, Patrick Barr! You absolute German beauty! Woo! Dream lads! Charlie has scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it all! Get in! Come on! What a time to be a hero here at Wembley! Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview before we turn our attention back to that FA Cup clash with uh, Colville coming up on Saturday. Now, last night we made progression in another cup competition. Uh, We needed to either win 
or draw and win on penalties uh, against Brighton under-21s in the Pepperoni Trophy. Let's have a listen back to what Skarsky happened. with the corner. Swinging towards LaBelle oh. with the header. The Sam LaBelle scores for Cholton. A physical threat of the Addicts. Yeah. It's a good delivery, as Danny's just alluded to, from Forster Kasky. And Sam Lavelle jumps highest. Slight little flick with his head and gives Cholton the lead. Touchdown towards Forster Kasky. Doesn't reach him, and Brighton looks to counter. It's a good pull forward. Pepion, a couple of step overs. And then the ball inside towards Miller and pokes it in for Brighton. Taking advantage of Cholton trying to play out from the back. There's a couple of nice step over stepovers. Epion who was managed to drive it across and Miller didn't get much on it, but enough to give Brighton get Brighton the equal Into the centre. McGrandles ball into Morgan. Gets it back. McGrandles. Lovely ball out to Jack Payne. Right hand side of the penalty area. Looks to drill it. Can he take the shot away? Does and he scores. Beyond Beadle. Oh, I think thought he was. Payne was going to go to his right-hand side and try and curl it beyond him. Instead, he drilled it near post. And Charlton do have the lead. Coming to the central edge. Ryder finds him. Morgan oh, drills it, oh, honestly. Comes off the back of Furlong. But that is the final action of the game. Charlton have the victory. They have progressed to the next stage of the Papa John's Trophy. It's been an entertaining affair here at the Valley. Brian under-21s have played their part in it as well. And Charlton, though, have come away victorious by two goals to one. There we go. So it was a last-minute winner again uh, from uh, Jack Payne this time. Added time goals are the done thing now at the Valley. Uh, and it was uh, Jack Payne who managed to uh, edge the Addicts into the next round uh, after last night's game. Uh, perhaps I think the, the rain played a bit of a part in uh, the slip through the gloves of former Charlton trainee goalkeeper James Beadle, who, of course, was in goal. Uh, for the baby seagulls, the chicks, um, they were 1-0 behind. Charlton were 1-0 up uh, through Sam Lavelle on the stroke of half-time. They got back into it uh, sort of 10 minutes or so into the second half, um, Brighton did, and then we went on to win it. Um, 662 in attendance, so our lowest ever attendance. We've broken that record again. Uh, whatever you feel about what it means to the players who played, and we'll hear from Anthony again in a few moments' time and, and from a couple of those players who made their debuts last night, um, making established you know well historied football league teams like ourselves play under 21 side in first team fixtures is the reason you don't get anyone to go because it's still a bit embarrassing yeah it's 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 still a bit of a puzzling competition to me if i'm honest um i feel like it is another one of those competitions that is geared around the premier league because like they're they're putting their under twenty one teams in, and I, I find that a bit disrespectful in in terms of making us ha- like playing those games and and it being like a, a mini league situation, and for you to then progress, um, it's it's yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing about that that makes me feel excited. I know last year I was one of the few that went up to Hartlepool, but um. As a competition, it it's a little bit of them like, what's the point? Because again, what we're seeing is, I guess, it's that ideal opportunity to to bed in some of the youngsters. Craig played in goal, so I, I guess with in mind that JoJo's going off on international, let's let's get him into a, a like a game, see how he fares. But um, I I do find it a bit of a, a nothing competition if I'm honest. Mm, yeah. Um I'm sure the players don't feel that way, but 
from a fan's point of view, it, it doesn't fill me with any sort of excitement at all. Mm. We'll all change our tune, of course, when we get near nearer to Wembley. But um, uh, I, I don't know if any players particularly stood out for you last. I mean, other than youngsters, and we, we're, we're talking about first teamers who need, who need to get minutes. For, for Stokaski did okay. Obviously, Payne uh, got the goal. Maka, I can't remember him doing too much wrong. Uh, in in like I said, what was very difficult conditions last night, Ben? I mean, is is there anyone you saw in that side who you, who you're hoping will be, you know, called up to the first team now? Um. I think Richard Chin had a good game again at left back. I, I'm always impressed when I see him play. Obviously, he made his debut last year when we were at Lake Norin and we were all very impressed with him there. So that's good because I think it just gives a little bit more confidence in that position because we saw the game against MK where Sean Clare got pushed out of position and that didn't work for us. Um, Tyrese Campbell again looked quite positive, got a good few shots away. Henry again looked good. I bet he'd be gutted he didn't score that goal when it was an open goal, wouldn't he? And the yeah, keeper just got back. I was convinced it went over the line, but then having looked look back at the replay, I'm not so sure from where I was sitting. No, yeah. yeah. I, I fought out of time because you think someone like him would have loved a chance like that, but he just didn't catch it cleanly, did he? Mm. Um, but yeah, look, Forster Kasky, great cross for the goal, great um, connection from Sam Lavelle for it. And uh, again, Jack Payne popping up with another goal. Give him confidence. Scoring again. That's about three score now, is it? And um, yeah, good finish cutting inside. So that can only bring him a bit more, as I said, a bit more confidence. Because at the moment, he's only getting cameos from the bench. But he's doing well from the bench. So yeah, a win brings confidence. And some of those players that are in there will be knocking on the door. Again, we haven't seen the extent of how long Owen O'Connor is out for. So Lavelle and Thomas obviously will be battling out. I assume Innes is back Saturday, I assume. So, um, yeah, look, we are struggling with injuries again now with Egbo out. So these players that are playing know that they are fighting for a spot in the team. And they, mm. and a lot of them, yes, they didn't do their um, favorite, um, chances for that any, for anything wrong, really, did they? Yeah, excellent stuff. Right, well, let's hear from uh, Anthony Hayes once more then. Uh, I did say anyone who left early on Saturday would hopefully have learned their lesson and still been there at the end last night as once again the addict scored uh, in added time. Uh, so I asked Anthony for his views on the game. Nice to, to win the football match and progress to the next round. That's the most important thing for us as a as a club moving forward. Um, good to get minutes into the legs of the lads who needed it. Uh, good to have another two debuts for the young lads who, who played Zach Mitchell and Henry Ryler. Um, so yeah, overall a, a decent night's work. Yeah, well, those who were sort of closely following what we had to do for progression would have seen it, it was quite dramatic to, to go through in the style we did because if he had gone to a penalty shootout, there was still a chance we could have gone out. That's right, yeah. Um, and obviously before the game, um, our setup was to go and win the football match within the 90 minutes and not rely on penalties. Um, I thought over the course of the game we created more than enough chances to go and win the football match and I think we've edged the game in terms of chances. I think uh, we were just discussing that as a group of staff. We would have liked to have a little bit more control of the game with the ball. But, you know, you have to respect Brighton. They're, they're a very technical team. Uh, how young players are being brought up now, they're, they can manage the ball technically, they can manage pressure, and they're very fluid in how they interchange positions and, the, and they do test you. So we had to do a little bit of suffering without the ball tonight. We had to pick our moments then to win it and go and, and, go and spring out and attack. Um, but we've certainly edged it in terms of the quality of chances created. And thankfully... Um, Penny uh, put the winner away when we needed him to. And how important is progression in this competition? Have you mentioned there's, there's young players who get minutes who perhaps wouldn't, and there's first teamers who, who are probably desperate for minutes in the first team like tonight? Yeah, I think we want to be in every competition that's available to us, and this is another avenue for us. 
Uh, thankfully, we've progressed. Um, it will give the young players uh, an avenue to, to come and play senior minutes. It'll give first-team players who aren't playing regularly another chance to get minutes under their belt, which is much needed. So I think for us, it's a competition we want to take seriously. We have taken seriously, and we're, we're thankful that we've, we've progressed. You mentioned debuts for the youngsters. Also, we had we had Zach, and then we had the the youngster Henry coming off the bench as well. Yeah. Um, great evenings away for those two. Yeah, of course. Um, I was just saying next door that it's a it's a part of this football club. Always giving young players an opportunity. This competition in particular gives them that avenue. Um, great to see Zach, you know, second year scholar playing at centre half and not looking out of place. And young Henry comes on for a cameo, and you can see straight away the athleticism and the pace that he carries. So uh, great, great moments for those two and their families and and they should be very proud. Well, what does the club make as a, of the competition as a whole? Because obviously the, the fans tend to vote with their feet, particularly when they play under-21 side. It was our lowest ever attendance ever this evening, unfortunately. But as, as a footballing staff, do you see it with a little bit more importance? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think obviously when you're playing against a, a side like Brighton, even under-21 level, who would have recruited and put a lot of... Uh, financial power behind that uh, group of players that we've just faced tonight it's a chance for us to gauge the young players we have within our building uh, and and compare them to what Brighton have um, to look at are we producing good enough players or if it comes to loan decisions and, and adding value to the squad do we have to go externally to do that but I think uh, this club has shown down the years that we can produce our own um, to not only supplement and enhance the first team but also to go on and play at the highest levels in this country. So in terms of uh, the competition, it's, 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 it's a competition we take seriously and we think there's enormous value to be had for the young ones as well as the squad itself. I'd like to hear from, from Anthony once more. Looking back at last night's game, obviously there's some elements he would have liked to see uh, an improvement on, but he was very pleased to welcome uh, debuts for Zach Mitchell uh, who started and Henry Rilo who came off the bench. So I uh, was lucky enough to speak to both the young chaps. I believe they're both still 17. Uh, it is quite hard to find out exact ages for these youngsters, but they're certainly sort of 17 around 18 mark. Um, so they both made their debuts last night. I started with Zach, who uh, you may or may not know. His brother, Billy Mitchell, uh, plays for Millwall. So I had a bit of a laugh with that, but I did ask Zach how pleased he was to make his addicts bow. Yeah, I was uh, delighted. I think, I think considering I've been at Jolwyn for... You know, most of my life, I think since seven, seven years old, and uh, I've got well, half of my family Cholton supporters as well. So, so yeah, it was a, a nice, nice evening to to make my debut, and and yeah, also topped off nicely with a win. Yeah, and and progression through to the next round. I was just saying to Anthony, you know, for younger players, progression in this competition is important because it means the chance for more minutes. Yeah, definitely. I think that's always part of the the Cholton DNA, bringing in younger players and. Um, and yeah, there's always opportunities. So, so yeah, definitely a good thing that we're into the next round. Yeah, what did what did you make of the game overall? From Brighton were considering they came into it on the back of two losses in the group. I think they they probably surprised a few of the fans. They were, they were quite good. Yeah, definitely. I think sometimes some of those games is uh, definitely can't get too complacent. I think sometimes they see the under twenty one label and maybe underestimate them. But yeah, they definitely I think played played well there. Yeah, obviously a very good side. So. So yeah, but I thought yeah, we, we handled it well and and yeah, prevailed in the end. Yeah, and uh, dealing with the conditions out there kind of being easy, it was it was pretty horrible. It probably played a part in the winning goal, I think, with with James's uh, slip there. But it, we saw on Saturday, if you, you leave before the end, you, you're going to miss out. And Charlton went to the end this evening. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, almost uh, an ideal sort of time to to score the goal in a sense that um, it sort of closes the game. But, um, but yeah, with the conditions, I think. 
I think yeah, it's tough, but but I think personally, I quite like that. You know, rain rain hypes me up a little bit. So so yeah, yeah, good game. You mentioned your family. Obviously, it's. Uh, it's to speak about your brother because he, yeah. he plays the other side of, of South London yeah. but you know he plays league football he's, he must be an inspiration for you yeah definitely I think I've, I've always looked up to him from from a very young age um, and uh, yeah unfortunately he's on he's on the other side but, but yeah he has he's definitely I've definitely learned a lot from him and he's always been that um, yeah sort of focal point to look up to yeah does he give you a lot of advice and stuff yeah yeah I think yeah, definitely. Uh, even f- more practically, from a young age, you know, always in the garden, just just tussling and and yeah, having little battles with him. But yeah, um, definitely as I got older, he's definitely given me the um, sort of advice around, you know, how to act and and how to be professional. Cheers, Zach. Right, Henry, um, you you came off the bench for your debut uh, today. What did you make of it? Getting your first first team minutes? Yeah, so so grateful that I've been given the opportunity to play at the Valley and represent the club and been able to try and make an impact when I came on. For those, uh, those who don't know your story, I mean, you tell us about how long you've sort of been with the academy. I know you won the Steve Clark Award sort of last season, was it? Yeah, um, been here since under-12s, late on under-12s, just yeah, been here for quite a while, so it's good, it's good to see to see that the club can give opportunities to young players and seeing tonight the likes of Daniel Carney, obviously Zach, Zach as well making his debut, Tyrese, that there's a pathway for younger players in this club and I feel like Charlton's the best place for that. Yeah, is that, is that part of the attraction to being in, in the Charlton Academy? We know about all the, the names that have come through, but the fact is you do get your chance in, in, in games like this evening. Yeah, definitely. Seeing players like Joe Gomez... Lookman actually break into the first team and end up having very good careers. You, you know that there's a pathway for you here, and you know that no matter what happens, you will get an, an opportunity and just try and take it. Yeah, I mean Zach obviously mentioned his brother there. I mean, do you have any players you look up to, preferably yeah. who don't play for Millwall? <laughs> yeah, I have a older brother as well. He used to play for Millwall. As well. <laughs> Coincidentally, obviously look up to him as well. Same position as me gives me loads of advice throughout whenever he comes to watch me always giving me great advice and it's good to look up to someone especially our older brother despite him used to be playing on the other side of South London. <laughs> and see we've got the FA Cup game coming on Saturday but I guess you'll also be looking for the draw for, for the Papa Johns whenever it is to, to try and see if you can get some more minutes in this competition. Yeah I mean whenever there's an, an opportunity you hope that that your your name will be there, so you can try and take the opportunity. And no matter what game it is, whether it's the first team, twenty ones, eighteens, like I'm just I'm there to try and make an impact and make sure that I can do the best for this club. There we go. Great to speak to the pair. Uh, it turns out, but both have brothers who played for Millwall, so uh, that that didn't backfire at all, that little joke. But um, yeah, good to speak to them. Congratulations uh, to the boys uh, on their debuts. Uh, yes, so right, I want to have a look at a couple of messages that have come into the show uh, since uh, since last week. Uh, we've got a few, um, a few uh, tweets and emails. Michael said, uh, looking back at the Ipswich game, 
Um, uh, the drama of the stoppage time headlines. I just want to pay a tribute to Ben Garner's response to what must have been uh, the worst uh, referee I've seen. Uh, he's convinced that if Garner hadn't reacted the way he did that we would have lost that game uh, against Ipswich. He says we were nowhere near it. Uh, other than that, Tony says, I love the show. Uh, hoping that we live the uh, win the award this year. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Cheers, uh, Tony. He says, I think Garner's doing a good job with what he's got to work with. Uh, my concern is that come January, uh, we won't be able to strengthen as Thomas just doesn't have the funds uh, to do so. Dobson has had a brilliant season and a half. I'm worried that poachers will come in for him in the January transfer window. The last point is, Chooks, does anyone know why he can't play more than half an hour? Was the actual problem regarding his fitness if he was 100% fit and could give us more uh, than what a player is? It's never really been explained fully as to why he can't do it. I just know his body can't do it, unfortunately. And we've seen whenever we do try that, he he breaks down again. I don't know the medical reason for it. Uh, I certainly haven't been given that information to share. So um, unfortunately, I can't answer that question. But I agree that if he was available to play all the time, you know, it would make a massive difference uh, for us. Right. Uh, Stuart says, surely it's time for the pizza competition to get dropped. It makes no financial sense. Uh, club struggling, but they have to stage a home game uh, with 662 in attendance. Uh, says it all, to be fair. Yeah, they would have had to open the Valley. Uh, yeah, it would have been a, an expensive evening uh, for Charlton. Then all hell let loose, says, uh, should Jake Forsakaski uh, at least be on the bench for league games, perhaps even starting in the midfield free uh, of Dobbo, Fraser and Forsakaski? Uh, question two, is lasagna a meal to be shared with your mates? <laughs> yeah, referring to the fact I had lasagna for dinner the other day, it was as mentioned on the SLP verdict. Um, yeah, uh, I enjoy a lasagna. I'm not going to share it. Uh, Forster Kasky, I mean, I'd love to see him start games. There's still been a lot of conversation about why he doesn't. Um, you know, certainly the rumour was that there'd be an uplift in his salary if he was to play a certain amount of league games. Um, now, you remember, we we did ask Ben Garner this a few weeks ago, and he didn't say no. He just said he didn't know and that he's being kept out for footballing reasons. So I'm sure you, you can make what you want of that. I know the Rui Pinto account... Uh, that there's been leaking a fair bit of stuff has given a, a bit of an overview on that on Twitter today. And I, I will say the Rui Pinto account has been very accurate with a lot of the stuff they've tweeted out. So maybe uh, read what you want into that. But yeah, big, big, uh, big question marks from some fans as to why uh, Jake uh, can't get a game at the moment. Right, let's uh, turn our attention back to Saturday. Hopefully we'll get a game uh, on Saturday as we face Colville Town in the FA Cup. Now we wanted to learn a bit more uh, about the Ravens. I gave you a bit of an overview uh, at the top of the show, but further down here, uh, Adam Brin uh, so he's uh, he, he coaches some of the youth teams for Colville, but he's also a fan home and away uh, as well for the Ravens. And I asked him how excited they are uh, to be coming down to the Valley on Saturday. Yeah, the town uh, is buzzing, really. It's uh, it's it's been that we've uh, been, you know, that the, the town and the club have been crying out for a, a good cup run for a number of years. We've not really got close um, since way back in 2004 when we last made the uh, the FA Cup. Um, first round against Wickham, so to uh, to get a draw against a side as, as big and, and really illustrious as, as Charlton, it's it's absolutely amazing. And uh, to see the number of fans that we're we're taking, considering the size of our club and the fact that it's not very easy to get to London because of things like train strikes, is is absolutely fantastic. And uh, I just hope that that those fans that are turning out in fantastic numbers for this game continue to do so in in the league uh, and at our home games. So yeah, it's it's, it's it's wonderful and it really does sort of uh, encapsulate the magic of the cup really yeah i mean cup runs like this really can as you say they can inspire fans to come back more actually that funnily enough the first bromley game i ever saw was an fa cup first round game away at gillingham and i've i've, I've been going back now and then ever since so uh, yeah as you say you'll be hoping that the 
that not just the fans who already go down there, but the town really buy into. I mean, what's what's the what's the atmosphere been around about like around the town this week? Has there has there been a bit of cup fever in the air? Yeah, I I would say so. I think uh, if ever you you have the pleasure of going to one of our our home games, and if we can you know sneak a draw out of this, you might get the uh, the pleasure <laughs> of, uh, of of going to the the Manda Crookshank Stadium. Um, we uh, we are uh, a, a lively uh, bunch of fans. Actually, we've got one in behind the goal that really sort of sucks the ball into the net, and um, it's it's been like that for years and years and you know it really has sort of filtered through to the town and uh, it's a, it's an ever-growing club in terms of its fan base and in terms of the the community work that the, the club does as well so again everything's going in the right direction and everybody's just so excited for the uh, for the game coming up it's yeah. hard to be, believe in many ways yeah so for, for Charlton fans who perhaps don't know a great a great deal about the Ravens what can you tell us sort of about the the history of the of the club in in like a shorter version I guess of it Sure. So, so we're quite a, a, a relatively new club. We have uh, only uh, been known as Colville since the mid nineties. Um, we had uh, our first entry into the FA Cup was in fact two thousand and four, where we made the first round, um, and that helped certainly grow the club on and off the pitch. Um, in two thousand and eleven, we um, got promoted and got to Wembley in the FA Vars final, uh, and we're very, very unlucky to uh, to come off as. Uh, runners up in that that season we got promoted we had a plus 100 goal difference a plus 100 points as well so we're quite an attacking team and it's the same manager then that we've got now in fact um we've had uh, another promotion since then as well so now we're playing in the uh the seventh tier of english football so the uh southern league uh central and uh we are in uh fifth place at the moment with a couple of games in hand so we're hoping to uh to do one better than last year when we got to the, the playoff final and, and uh, lost in that final. So hopefully we can have a bit of a promotion push. But as distractions go, obviously the FA Cup is uh, quite a quite a nice distraction to have in many ways. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and it's been a great cup run as well so far and, and certainly culminated in that was a sort of a local derby win, but against uh, you know, Notts County, a, for, a former cup winner themselves and, and an absolute giant for, for non-league football now. They probably shouldn't be down there. And that must have been quite a memorable, a memorable day on its own. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. So taking sort of 1,400 fans away to um, to Meadow Lane and, and beating them. I mean, taking the lead after two minutes was uh, exciting enough, but to, to get a goal so near the end and, and hang on and, and beat them was uh, genuinely unbelievable. Um, on the run itself as well, we actually played uh, Macclesfield um, and beat them as well. And they had uh, obviously a large support with them. And uh, Robbie Savage is obviously connected with that club. And I think Radio 5 um, said that we'd done our um, our service to the nation by knocking uh, him and his Macclesfield <laughs> side out, which was uh, quite a nice compliment. So, yeah, yeah we've... Uh, We've taken perhaps a, a couple of scalps along the way, and uh, we we hope you know to to make that one more. But uh, it'll be a tough ask. Yeah, I think it would have been more of a service to the nation if you had lost, and therefore he couldn't do the the radio, and he was too busy concentrating on Macclesfield <laughs> for the rest of the season. Um, I mean, so <laughs> tell us a little bit about the the manager Adam Stevenson. So you mentioned there he's been been in charge for for a very long time, and and, and you told me just before that he was a a player at the club as well. Yes, that's right. Yes, so he played in that um, that game against Wickham all those years ago. Um, he had a lot more more hair back then, and uh, he's uh, sort of came in as manager uh, a few years after that. Um, he did have a stint away for a few years, but then came back. And um, yeah, he's uh, 
really, really committed to the club, um, the the work that he does uh, and the interest that he takes, even with, I look after some youth teams and he is the PE teacher of uh, some of those players and he'll constantly be asking how they're doing, so he's going to come watch some games and things. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic what he does. And what, what really... Um, what I really admire about him actually is that the way that we play football is that we try um, and win every game um, and even if we, we played a game recently actually and we're, we're 2-0 down we went all out second half against Redditch and got it to 2-2 and then we had a man sent off and rather than sort of take your medicine and, and try and get the point we were pushing and trying to, to win the game and um, the the Notts County manager at the time actually did comment and say that he was surprised by the uh, the aggressive sort of nature that we play with and it's it's fantastic to watch and it really does make a difference with our, with our attendances because we really do go uh, um, out and try and win every game and I think you know ir- irrespective of how we do in the end uh, in this game I-, I do think that that we'll at least in some way shape or form try and take the game to Charlton yeah and you mentioned it there obviously with Adam still having a a day job as such that'll be the case for, for I assume pretty much all of the all of the players I mean uh, t- tell us a bit about the, the playing squad which players should we look out for I mean if there is anyone there who's a a butcher or a baker, um, um, the, the sort of thing that would get the headlines if if they inevitably go and score a winning goal or something. Oh, definitely. So, so we've got um, a really strong front four. We've got two penetrative wingers in Tom McGlinchey and Luke Shaw. Um, not the Man United one, of course. So that's uh, that's a player to look out for, certainly. Um, in terms of our forwards, um, we've got um, Ashley Chambers, uh, who is um, ex-pro himself, um, has played um, for, for a number of years now. He was actually the, the youngest ever uh, Leicester player uh, at 15 years and I think 203 days he was um, and he scored uh, 15 in all competitions so far. Uh, we've got Billy Key who is uh, ex-Accrington Stanley, ex-Burton, ex-Scunthorpe uh, as well and he um, he quit the, the pro game um, for sort of uh, for his struggles with with mental health and um, he's been sort of very candid about that and it's uh, very admirable that he he plays with us for the for the love of football and his family are sort of local to the area so that's a really nice thing as well and um, we've also got another forward that I'm sure will start his fit is uh, Tim Berridge who's uh, a younger player he's uh, really exciting and he's made the moves up the league so we've got some players that have sort of come down from the pro game and we've got players that are, are sort of on the up and up as well and we've got I must say we've got a number of players in my opinion that could play at a, a higher level than, than than this and I hope they do so with uh, with Colville but it just shows the sort of uh, squad and the sort of tight-knit team that we are building together that it's a good place for many players to to be yeah and I guess you mentioned there that there is a little bit of football league experience in, in the squad but I guess for for the majority of the players as well this week will be a, an entirely different experience because they'll they'll have a little bit of attention on them which isn't something you often would deal with you know they were the the, the clip of the the players and the fans sort of I'd say celebrating the the, the draw uh, in in the clubhouse after the after yeah. the game probably shone a light on on the club that you haven't been used to too often. I mean, how are the the club and and the players dealing with that so far? I think they're relishing it. I mean, uh, we we had a, a little bit of uh, an introduction to it uh, with the Notts County game, obviously with Notts County being sort of uh, at the time top of the 
the conference. Um, it gave us a little bit of a taster to it, but uh, certainly this week it's 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 ramped up. This evening and tonight, um, this Tuesday, we have um, an, an open training session that the club are putting on, where there's going to be sort of media and things there as well. And I think that's perhaps a, a nice thing for them. Obviously, it, it helps them to you know feel the excitement and really sort of feel it building up into the. Uh, towards the games we head towards the game but i think also it gives them that bit of exposure uh, to it all in advance of the game so it's not all you know totally overwhelming for them and i think the the likes of billy key ashley chambers and uh, another ex-pro we've got chris robertson who played um torquay ross county in scotland preston north end port vale those are the sorts of players that i think will be able to give those those little bits of advice perhaps that will help the the younger um inexperienced or certainly uh, those, those players that haven't been exposed to to this sort of level of football before hopefully it will uh, those players will help push on those uh, those inexperienced players and um yeah i think on the day we'll, we'll certainly give it everything yeah and i mean that I'd, I'd suggest that fa cup upsets have become more frequent over the last few years um you know we, we i think the we've, we've seen some some big names knocked out by some non-league clubs uh, and I don't know if it's just me getting more nervous as we get nearer, but I'm sure they happen with more frequency. That, that coming into the game in good form, you know, that, that there must be deep down a, a sniff of I, I think we can do this. I think we can go there and, and get a result that's sort of pulsing through the club at the moment. Uh, yeah, I, I think the manager knows genuinely uh, nothing other than than to have that desire to, to, as I say, to win games of football. And I think um, what clubs tend to make the mistake of is making one too many changes um, in these games. Notts County, in my opinion, was certainly guilty of that. And it's very difficult for, you know, it, it's, it's not so bad for sort of two or three players to come into a, a sort of core of a squad, but to make sort of eight changes as Notts County did, that's when... If things don't go your way early in terms of Charlton, then uh, you know you can find it very, very difficult to, to get yourself into the game and to get a real foothold on it. So, um, as much as uh, as much as I'd love to see the likes of sort of uh, you know your, your, your really good pros, the likes of George Dobson and things, um, it'd be quite nice not to see them at the same time. So, uh, so yeah, we, we we will see. But I think if uh, if if it is a change lineup for Charlton, I think we will uh, smell blood. Yeah, was there? Um, I mean, for, particularly for Charlton fans, I think there were there was a handful, certainly myself, who who would have rather the tie was away, um, just for that proper FA Cup experience of of going to a new ground that we haven't been to before. Yeah. But for for Colville, are they, are they happy for the big day out? Is there part of the of thinking that they would have loved to have to have got us back to your stadium in order to, I don't know, get get the crowd on top of us and put us under that FA Cup pressure? It's always a tricky one. It's one of those where do you, do you have the big day out where you're less likely to win? You perhaps get a bigger attendance. Well, we'll certainly get a bigger attendance than we would have at home. Um, and do we give you know ourselves that experience, but less of a chance? Or do you take the home game where you can get that sort of uh, you know hostile partisan crowd, um, making it so very difficult for professionals? Um, I suppose the the best answer to that is to have a, a nice draw in the uh, the away game and then. Uh, take you down to to our home ground and uh see uh see what we can make of it there so uh so yeah i, I i'm really looking forward to the to the day out but equally i really want us to get a, a result and if uh, if we can get a draw and take it to a replay everybody's happy yeah and, and finally i mean we've, we've mentioned about the, the town buying into it and the amount of fans that are coming down but for those hardcore colville fans who go home and away every week i think days like this probably don't come around too often so that it must be particularly special for them 
Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, um, we've had uh, a bit of a taste of it before. We played at, at Wembley um, all those years ago, and there was perhaps a handful of us that went to every single round in, in the FA Vars. That was back in 2011. Um, but for those fans that do go every week, and not just the fans, the, the volunteers um, and the people that give up their their time and their uh, you know the, a, a big portion of their lives to help out the the club it's it's really really special for them and uh, it's ever so rewarding for certainly for, for us fans but more more importantly for the you know the people that really really make a difference to that club in terms of uh, the work behind the scenes i'm just really you know made up for them and i, I hope it's uh, as memorable a day as the, the Notts county day was as well there we go. Great to hear how uh, excited they are. Uh, I think I, I think it's, hopefully will be a classic FA Cup occasion. Hopefully with uh, with us avoiding uh, any embarrassment. I mean, in terms of team, Sue, how, how strong do you go? How how much of a risk do you take? Because you know we are short in some elements of the squad. You don't want to risk players who could get injured unnecessarily. As Ben mentioned, we got Stevenage in, in the League Cup coming up. A, a, competition we've already progressed through a couple of rounds in um there's got to be you've got to find the right balance haven't you yeah i I think it is what like we talk about the uh the potential banana skin situation and and what the last thing you want to do is wreck some of these younger players confidence in uh in if because i mean it don't get me wrong league non-league football is rough like they will kick lumps out of you and so I guess we've got to protect our sort of traditional first 11 from getting injured um as we know obviously the win over the winter we especially over the Christmas period we do have those fixtures coming in thick and fast so I would I think having a, a sort of a mixture of experience and some of the youngsters would probably be the way to go. I wouldn't want to go too young, um, because, like I said, I don't, I don't feel like that 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 would be the right way to go in terms of their confidence and and how they see themselves in the first team going forward. Because yeah, if you if you're getting kicked about by these big guys that uh, by day are like builders and and like I don't know like road workers and stuff like that they they don't they ain't gonna worry about hurting somebody not intentionally obviously but their their aim is to get through and to cause an upset so I I think you need to have a bit of a, a mixture of both really got the chance to be a really exciting game Uh, coming up at the Valley on Saturday. Right, we've run out of time on this week's uh, Big Match Preview. Thanks to all of you uh, who've tuned in. Don't forget, we'll be back on Sunday to look back at whatever happens uh, against Colville and have a look ahead to the trip to Stevenage uh, in the League Cup. Really looking forward to that game. Uh, Thanks to everyone who got involved. Thank you to Ben and Sue for your time this evening. Thank you. Cheers, Sue and Lou. (laughs) Excellent. Oh, I like that. Yeah, we, we should get T-shirts with that printed on. Right, I've been Louis Mendes. Uh, thanks for listening. We shall see you again on Sunday.
Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save 